I just told Pete this really niggas worst nightmare, man. They don't wanna see little baby with the Barbie. Tell them I need them my bitch, she a rider. I got a shooter and I got a driver. And when that heat, I'm the only provider. Little fat foreign bitch worth a five, yo. Niggas not a vibe, that's worth a five, yo. Beef, we about to resolve, yo. Pull up on the up, we on the phone. Hold up, shorty. Hold up, bitch. Please don't touch me. Look at my fit. Look at my ankle. Look at my wrist. This one a pet. This one a brick. That one a up. That one a lick. This one for pop. This one for juice. I ain't the one. Bitch, you a deuce. <laughs> Niggas give it up in my city. Really share blood in my city. Get love in my city. Niggas will sun your whole set like it's around six clips. Whole team get fired in round trips. Bitch, she's just spying on my flicks. He admire in my drip. Check what I do to check the clear too. Pull up like a drive through. So check your rear view. I don't care how long it take to get an out back. All my niggas outside state, bitch, we out back. I don't care how long it take to get an out I don't care how long it takes to get an out back, bitch. Okay, let me stop. I'm joking. I'm being extra. I'm being extra. I'm being extra. Welcome back to um, another episode of the Perfect Blend Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know that was like a very, um, you know, hype entrance. It's funny because I, I, the last episode I opened up with um, Mary J. Blige's uh, record is called Here's, Here With Me, you know what I mean, featuring Anderson Pac. You know, so I just want to show you girls that I like a lot of different types of music. You feel me? I like a little bit of R&B. I like pop. I like hip hop. I like rap. I like gangster rap. I like trap. I like the East Coast. I like the West Coast. I like the South. You know, I like to go a little bit everywhere. I like house music. I like, I, you know, she's a chameleon, you know? So I like multiple and various things. So with that being said, once again, welcome back to my show, all right? Thank you for tuning in to me. Um, for those of you who listened to my last podcast episode, thank you so much. And the one before that, those are the, the first two that I dropped this year in 2022. Hooray. I wish I had some sound effects. We're going to get there one day, though. We're going to get there one day. One day, okay? This is the humble, humble podcast, you know? Look, she's out here all on her own. You know, soon I'm going to be opening a Patreon as well. So if you want to contribute to my podcast to help me, you know, get better resources, it will be gladly appreciated. I will be opening a Patreon soon um, for that soon, soon, soon. I don't have a date, but it'll happen very soon. Um, but yeah, thank y'all for listening to the previous episodes and for y'all who stay tuning in. Um, thank you for supporting me, you know, as a podcaster. Um, your girl is not mainstream or nothing like that. You know what I mean? But, um, it, it does mean a lot to me, um, for y'all to just lend me y'all ears. So with that being said, uh, remember to like my posts on Instagram and social media. That's like the only way I feel like a lot of the people who listen to the show found me through Instagram. So Instagram has been like, um, a little bit of a great thing for me, um, yeah, so, you know, and it's, it's a lot of people in my direct life and who I know who support the show, too. So, um, you know, I appreciate every listener, the ones who I haven't met yet in person, and y'all be supporting me online, and the ones I do know in person, the friends and so forth, so forth, and coworkers and so forth like that. Um, either way, just the only way that the show can grow is if y'all help me spread the word. So on my end, I know I have to do a better part 
at staying consistent and giving you more YouTube, giving you more TikTok, giving you a little bit more of me so y'all can understand the brand of, you know, K Starks, aka Khalif Starks, aka Miss Starks. Okay. No, but so so y'all could better understand me and I could be, I could grow in this arena. So with time, with time, you know, but as of now, we get an audio as the main thing. I do have a YouTube channel. You can go watch some of the stuff I've done. I will be uploading more content soon um, to my YouTube channel. So just help me in every way. You can find me on YouTube at K-Day. Instagram is K-Day. Uh, the TikTok is also K-Day. I've been dancing on TikTok, y'all. Wait, can I tell... Let me talk about this. I've been fucking dancing on TikTok, and it is so fun. I, I remember I was so against TikTok. Like, I would be like, what the fuck? Like... I'm not fucking dancing on TikTok. I'm not doing this on TikTok. I ain't, I'm, yo, TikTok is so fun. And honestly, TikTok is its own community. And hell, I hope to grow there too. Look, all avenues of growth is is what I need. Okay, because, you know, to, to the to the big dogs, they don't even know who the fuck I am. You know what I mean? So I just, I just genuinely want to grow. And, um, you know, I, I just, I really want to, you know, have fun with this media platform that I'm trying to develop for myself as well. So thank y'all for tuning in and thank y'all for sticking around. You know what I mean? And it's, I really appreciate every listen. So I'm gonna do a check-in. My week was pretty good. I didn't get a lot of sleep. I think that was the only thing that like fucked up my week. I didn't get a lot of fucking sleep, um, but I, I did have a good week. It was more laid back. I felt like this week was definitely, actually, you know, this week was not laid back for me. I think I wanted it to be laid back, but it was very busy in the beginning, but these last few days have been more chill. Um, all in all, I'm thankful to be out here working during a pandemic, y'all, you know, um, so I send that energy to y'all too. And um yeah, I had a good productive week. I just did not get no sleep. Like when I tell y'all, sleep was so hard to come by. And it and it wasn't necessarily anything wrong outside of like I guess everyday stress. But also I was excited. Like this week, um, y'all, I went and bought a fucking ring light. I was not fucking playing. I said, bitch, they want to see your girl on TikTok and YouTube. I was like, bitch, we gotta put some coins into this because the talent is there. Okay. <laughs> No, but, you know, the, the talent is there, you know what I mean? Humbly, humbly, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, we all got our own little thing. And I know for me, putting out content and now even feeling comfortable calling myself a content creator, I've realized that I've been doing this for a very long time. I'm just not, you know, I, I still have a lot of growth to do, right? But I've been doing this for a minute. Like, back in 2012, I had a blog that I would do. And I had, and, and it was so funny, it was when I was in college and, um, it was like 2012, 2014, around that era. I had a blog. 2013, 2014, I had a blog. Um, it was called No Direction, K-N-L-W hyphen Direction. I did that blog. I had 3,000 readers um, online. This was just strictly online, right? Where people would just tune into my blog. And on that blog, I would do album reviews. I would do celebrity stuff. And I would just put stuff on the blog. And I would just blog in college because in college, being a, a student who was Black, um, I'm going to be honest, you know, I try not to pull that card of like, oh my God, I'm black and trans, poor me. Let me not say it that way. That sounded hella insensitive, my bad. No, but I'm saying like, um, correct myself, but <laughs> not saying I'm black and trans, poor me, but I'm just saying, you know, I think a lot of people, whenever we talk about the struggles that we have, people look at us that way and they're very insensitive, but no, that is a legit struggle. So I want to correct myself even as I'm checking myself, but um 
you know, that's the experience I had in college where I really was passionate about this media game. I was interested in various things. I was interested in PR and marketing and in radio and TV, you know, so those were the things that I was interested in. But I was in this yes stage of my life where I was just so hungry to have somebody give me an opportunity to where honestly nobody wanted to work with me. And also, so I think that who I was, you know, contributed to that. You know what I mean? All the little shitty internships I had where no one was fucking paying me. Nobody was helping me stay in contact with me after the internships. And then more things happened. That's another story for another day. You know what I mean? But all I'm saying is that it feels so good right now, even though, you know, this is the independent thing that um, I'm still putting out pot, you know, content, you know, and people are still listening. And um, so with that being said, the TikTok is there. I'm trying to get more comfortable with TikTok. I'm a little shy, but I, I want to um, talk more and just and just have more fun with this. You know what I mean? I've realized that talking is one of my, my strengths in regards to the content that I put out. I like to have conversations. I like to fucking talk, you know, so trying to get comfortable with just figuring out new ways to have a good time and have that contribute to my growth online is amazing and I'm having fun with this stuff and I'm a human just like y'all. So some of y'all who working through things, you know, like shyness and stuff like that, I'm working through that too, although it might not seem like I am. I do. I'm a little shy sometimes. And um, being in audio, I want to say this and then we'll get into the show. This episode, I promise, will not be an hour and 21 minutes of your time. You guys, last last episode was quite long and I was like, nobody wants to sit through an hour and 21 minutes. That's why you didn't get that many listens, sis. You feel me? So I promise this episode will be a lot shorter. I promise you guys. Let me control the rambling. But like I was, I wanted to say this. It's easier to record off camera because you could, I don't know what it is. It's just more fun. I feel like I could like just, I feel like no one's like watching me, right? And like watching everything. But I I do understand that um, we live in an age where people want to see how you look. They want to see how you look. They want to see your mannerisms. They want to understand you. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm, I'm, I do have camera work out there a little bit of me being visual. You know what I mean? So it's there and it's more coming. So just hang in there with me. You know, be patient as well. Let me know if you want to hear any certain topics on my show. Because I know I do celebrity gossip and I also do like a life. Um, you know, where I have a topic, like a central topic that's surrounding stuff in life. You know what I mean? Because I want to show people that um, celebrity gossip is great. It's something that fuels conversations, right? But I also want to show that we're human and we have lives and, and I have a brain as well. I'm not just staying in tune with just celebrity stuff all day long. You know what I mean? There's, there's some things in me that I want to discuss too. So... With all that being said, welcome to the show. Let's get started. So um, this week for, first of all, it's the first week of March. It's a new month. So it's new vibes, new energy. Okay. So it's a new month. So I want you all to walk into this month, just recharged, you know, carry that energy with you. Now we're really going to get started. All right. So it is fuck it Friday. We are celebrating because we made it through a hard ass week. You know, I'm sitting here with my Canada Dry and my um, purified Arrowhead water. I know Arrowhead is not like (laughs) the best water per se, but damn it, it tastes fucking good, okay? And I ain't got the coins to be buying no Essentia every day. Now, I do drink the Essentia, okay? I I definitely drink a smart water here and there. And... um, you know, she 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 gets she gets the bougie water, but when you live in a place like LA where that rent is high, 
honey, we gotta uh, tap into our humble beginnings so we can keep the lights on in here and the roof over our heads, okay? Hashtag rent money, okay? Shout out to Mary J. Blige. It is the fourth. We just paid our fucking rent. <laughs> no, for real. We just paid our rent and... um. Shit, it's, rent money is real. You know, Mary J. Blige got a song called Rent Money. We're going to talk about these celebrity topics tonight. But Mary got a record called Rent Money, all right? And I can relate. I'm like, oh, that's song Because she's not just specifically talking about, you know, how she paying rent and stuff. She's saying how her former marriage drained her relationship. We in the celebrity topics now, right? So, you know, Mary J. Blige, you know, I love the damn song. But she she's talking about... It's, her ex-husband, Kendu, who cheated on her with an artist that she was managing on her independent record label called Matriarch, uh, Matriarch Entertainment or Incorporated, whatever the hell her label was called. Sorry about that. But um, he was cheating on her with her artist and he spent all of her money, you know, going on trips, buying expensive things, literally drained all of Mary J. Blige's money. You know, he was her manager. You get me? So he had access, and her husband, so he had access to the coins, you know? And um, so the record... It's not only talking about the financial part, but talking about spiritually and just overall your whole well-being, how you're dealing with somebody and you invested so much in a relationship and you wanted shit to work, but they literally drained you in every single way, right? And now you're looking up and you got bills due. So while you might be heartbroken and things like that, the rent is so due, honey. Them bills are still coming in. That shit ain't gonna let up, okay? So anywho, rent money is due, and that you know that that record is one of the ones that inspire me. But for the Yes Queen Award this week, um, I really didn't have anyone in particular who I thought, outside of the occasional music artist who I listen to. But um, no, as of late, I haven't. Oh, oh, I know who I'm going to give my Yes Queen Award to. So I'm going to give my Yes Queen Award to two lovely women. Um, the first is Claudia Jordan from Fox Soul. So if you all don't know Claudia Jordan, Claudia Jordan is um, a host. Um, and she's also a reality TV personality um, and an actress as well. And she's done several things. Uh, she's done, I think she did The Price is Right, like earlier in her super, super early career. She also did video. She was, you know, a video girl at one point. Then she transitioned into radio. Um, she did Jamie Foxx's um, show like back, like back in, I don't want to say back in the day. This was like 10 years ago. So not back in the day. Like it's like 20 years that it went by. But um, she did uh, The Foxhole, which is one of Jamie Foxx's show, I believe on Sirius or iHeart or something like that about 10 to 12 years ago. And um, she's a media girl right now. She's on Fox Soul. Um, and she she is one of the producers there. And I think I talked about her in my last episode. But Claudia, you get a Yes Queen Award. And the reason why is because Claudia is an amazing, um, I would say, I just really respect her work and I respect what she does. Um, you know, she she's someone who, like growing up, I didn't really have a Black journalist per se that I like looked up to who did celebrity stuff outside of Oprah and like probably Tyra Banks. But the, but Oprah and Tyra are not necessarily journalists. They were, you know, one was a talk show host and a, and a you know, a broadcaster turned talk show host, right? And she got a lot of fame. Um, and then Tyra Banks, you know, supermodel turned talk show host turned entrepreneur. You get me? Um, so either way, I, you know, I just, I just really respect... Um, uh, both of them I do respect too, but uh, these days, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? No shade to, oh, oh, I didn't mean it that way. Damn it. Fuck. I didn't mean it as an, in a shady way, but you know, respect to Tyra, respect to Oprah, but I'm, today's current 
um, individuals who are still um, killing it in this media thing and in this in this in this opinion podcast based YouTube world that we live in, um, where where media and entertainment has changed. Right, all of this has changed. Now we're all interacting through our phones and on apps. You get me? Television is no longer how it used to be. Radio is no longer how it used to be. You know, music, like all these different industries have had to shift, all centralizing around technology and our cell phones and and iPads and how advanced that has gotten. So what I'm saying is that, bring that all to say, you know, I go on my tangents. Claudia Jordan, I respect her because she's been in the game for a very long time. Um, she started off as a video girl doing all types of videos with like Case and, you know, she was a video girl back in the 90s. So Claudia has just really worked so hard to get where she is. And it's, it's just been dope to watch her transition from a reality star to a host, um, a talk show host now. And um, so you get to ask me where Claudia, I really enjoy what she does. I really, I study her. I know that sounds so kind of weird, but I really just respect what she does. Um, and she's one of those ones that I feel that don't really get the respect. Um, but anyways, Claudia, I see you, and, and, I, and I really rock with Claudia Jordan. The next person will be um, Nina Parker. Nina Parker as well. Um, she's known for um, Channel E. Um, I think Nightly Pop and Daily Pop is what she holds. She started off with TMZ. Um, she started off you know, being an intern with TMZ and then actually hosting a show on TMZ. Um, and uh, Nina Parker's story is dope. She's another young um, journalist slash host slash personality out here um, who's, who's really doing her thing. So she's another person who gets the Yes Queen Award. And Yes Queen Awards, once again, are given to, you know, women or femmes who I feel like are killing it. Sometimes men as well. But, you know, people who I feel like are killing it, and I just want to highlight and just spread attention to those people, you know, that a lot of people probably don't hear about every day. Um, and some who are also celebrities. But, um, yeah, we're open here. We're open here. So with all that being said, first topic is... Um, Laverne Cox. So this week has been kind of slow for celebrity news. It's been kind of like a, a late, a, you know, a continuation of last week. But it hasn't really been much going on in the celebrity world. You know, us just trying to make news when there aren't really a lot of stories that are popping like that. But with that being said, there are still some stories out there, right? Because, you know, media is an everyday thing. It is an ongoing thing. The blogs are an everyday thing. That is an ongoing thing. All right. With that being said, Laverne Cox. Laverne Cox faced a lot of, uh, I would say, public, uh, what is it, controversy? Is controversy the right word? I don't think controversy is the right word, but uh, Laverne Cox uh, ruffled feathers. That's more appropriate. She ruffled a few feathers this week online and at the SAG Awards, the SAG, the SAG Awards um, here in Los Angeles. Um, so she was on the red carpet hosting. And, um, you know, she was interviewing Will Smith um, and Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, as you all know, Will Smith, um, he did receive an award as well for his role um, in the uh, Serena, the Venus and Serena uh, movie, I believe it's called King Richard or something like that, where it's about the, um, the, the sister's uh, father. The famous tenor players, Serena and Venus Williams, um, their, their father, it was a movie about him and Will Smith played the father which was interesting. I, they should have made a movie about the two girls, but anywho, um, yeah, it's great, you know, that, that he got the award and things of that nature, but that's, that's besides the point. Um, Laverne was interviewing Will Smith and Jada, and it was awkward at first, um, and Laverne was, you know, ver you know uh, loosely, hi, Will, hi, Jada, hey, welcome, how are you doing tonight? You know, Will and Jada, you know, being classy, you know, how oh, are we doing good? Da, 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 da. 
And then, you know, small talk, small talk. What are you wearing? How do you feel? How do you feel about the war do you want? Yada, yada, yada. At the end of that small interview, Laverne Cox um, literally said, you know, it was something around the lines of, you know, have a great night. No more of this, no more of that. And, you know, hopefully no more entanglements, okay? That's not exactly what she said, but she did say no entanglements. And, you know, laughed. And Jada kind of like, Gave this awkward laugh as well. Um, this very coy, awkward laugh. Like, did you just try to shade me, bitch? <laughs> so Laverne, Laverne had her moment. You get me? And anyways, when Laverne said that online, a lot of people got angry. A lot of people. You know, Vivica A. Fox was had, felt some type of way on Fox Soul. You know, Lisa Ray, Claudia Jordan, all of the girls, you know, they felt Selena Johnson, you know, all of them, they felt some type of way about Laverne saying what she said. And, um, you know, it ruffled a few feathers. You know, Vivica it went viral on the Shade Room and, you know, shout out, I don't know about shout out to them child, but it went viral on the blogs that we follow. And, um, you know, whew, it went viral. And Vivica was just saying that this is tacky. This is a tacky thing. Wrong place, wrong time. You're not going to get booked again. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do that, right? It, you know, I found it interesting. And here's how I feel about it. A lot of people felt like Laverne was wrong. A lot of people felt like, oh my God, you're tacky as fuck. And, you know, I was reading the comments. I was reading the comments. A lot of people were like, how, how would she feel if people targeted her transition? How would she feel if people, you know, people started taking shots at her being trans, right? We're in black media. Laverne Cox is the black trans trans woman, right? Who's on the red carpet, which is something that you don't really, we don't really get access to those spaces, right? So I get that, right? But I want to say this: I feel like people are mad just because she's a black trans woman, and, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into Laverne too. She's not completely right in what she did, but I just want to say the threat that I'm seeing. I feel like, I feel like since she's a black trans woman, of course, the criticism is gonna be a more sticky, and people are gonna, of course, take shots at that. But not everybody took shot at, shots at her trans. So most people just said this is just flat out fucking tacky. Why would you do that? You know what I mean? Um, I agree. It was tacky to do it, right? But we all have to fucking remember. And see, this is where this is where the PR in me come out. I'm like, bitch, you know, all publicity. They say all publicity is good publicity, even bad publicity. You get me? That's what they say. So this is where the PR in me come out. You feel me? But um, but no, 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 no. Honestly, I think it was a clear PR stunt. I think that Laverne either was in on it or not. I think that it was either planned or not planned. So hear me out. Let me say this. Her being Laverne Cox, her job as a celebrity and as someone who's an actress and she's she's hosting a red carpet, that's tapping into you getting a hosting job off of your personality. You have to, you got to be different. You can't just be some boring ass fucking reporter, especially if you are Laverne Cox or, you know, a black person who has access to those spaces. You know, you have to have some type of flair about you. You have to be entertaining. Um, so I, I get it in that regard. I feel that Laverne, Rather, she was um, told by producers to do it or not, you know, because some feel like, okay, maybe she was told by producers. Um, she probably was told by producers because the producers on these shows and shit, they throw things in your ear and tell you to say things and do things. But what I, I don't think it was no producer. I think, or, in, and if it was a producer, both of them were in on it. I think Laverne, rather she was told to do it or not, 
knew that she wanted to shake up the table a little bit and spice things up. And she was only saying what everybody else is probably thinking, right? Now, the entanglement shit happened a year ago. It didn't happen no six months ago. The entanglement, the entanglement thing literally happened last year, like at the end of 2020, the beginning of 2021, I think. It happened last year. It wasn't It wasn't six or eight months ago or nothing like that. Um, well, yeah, kind of six or eight months ago. Yeah, kind of around there. Anyways, it happened last year. Um, and, you know, Laverne, I just think, you know, honestly, I think, for her being in the headlines and in the blogs and shaking it up, that was the goal, you know? So, you know, not to blow everyone's cover, but I just think that like, <laughs> I, it's entertainment and her job is to entertain. So of course she's gonna take a little jab. I just think that it's weird coming from someone like a, like a Laverne Cox because Laverne is, is known to be very classy and politically correct, but you know, people gotta give people breathing room. And I think that, uh, since she's a black trans girl and then you have Vivica A. Fox who's a black cis woman, not to be all political and PC, but it's the truth. They look at a Laverne Cox like, you just got into the industry, you're trans, you're a part of this new movement, you're a part of this new that. That's what most of these women look at you as, Laverne. You get me? I'm not trying to check Laverne. Laverne's a grown-ass fucking woman. Laverne wanted a moment, so I get it. But I'm just, I'm saying for, in layman's terms, for the people who are, you know, cisgender heterosexual people, they look at someone like a Laverne Cox, especially her peers in the industry, like, like a Vivica A. Fox, so forth. They look at her as someone like, you know, you just got in the door. You might want to be careful. You don't really have all the freedom that you do because we couldn't say that, so you can't say that. And where's your class? That's the energy that, that Laverne had, right? Laverne had that energy. Claudia had that energy. Um, this was on their show. I'm not, I'm sorry, Vivica. Vivica had that energy towards Laverne um, and Lisa Ray and all of them on, on their show. Um, and I get it. I could see where they're coming from because a part of me, I'm like, damn, that is kind of tacky for her to take a shot at Jada. Like, girl, why would you? Why would you take a shot at Jada? But I get it. You got to entertain. And honestly, I don't feel that. You know, everyone is going in on Laverne saying you offended someone in their marriage. But we'll let, let me say this: Wool and fucking Jada Smith already aired their fucking shit out. They know what fucking comes. They live for it. That's why they aired it out. This is what's gonna sell the red table talk, you guys. We got to get viewers. Shake it up. Talk about our fucking marriage. Talk about how I cheated on you. Talk about how you were cheating on me and how we we accept each other and how we love each other. And, and let's talk about how we do our thing. And our marriage, it's our fucking marriage. Let's sell it. If people are gossiping about it, let's be the first to say some shit about it. I, you know, I, I feel that that's where Jada and Will are coming from, to be honest. I don't really think they fucking care about Laverne Cox, to be honest with you. Not to downplay Laverne Cox. Laverne is definitely a top, you know, she's in the industry. She's doing her thing. She's an actress. She's a beautiful, you know, Black trans woman and so forth. So I'm not, I'm not shading her career at all. I'm just saying, in general, rather it was Laverne or someone else, they don't give a fuck. They want, they, everybody wants to, to shake up these feathers and be in the stories. You get me? Um, if if they do care, if they were genuinely offended, because they can be offended as well, then Laverne, you know, she released a video this week because everyone was talking shit about her saying how she was wrong and she owes them an apology. She said that she would apologize to them in private, but she's not doing it publicly. So she's saying, fuck y'all bitches, I don't give a fuck. Keep talking about me in the blogs. I don't care about what you say. It's, you know, I, I get it, girl. Stay in these motherfucking blogs, bitch. Don't let that light dim out. <laughs> you know what I mean? But on, on another level, it's, it's like on one end, you are disrespecting someone's, someone's marriage, girl, like sit down. But on another level, 
I just look at it as a clear PR stunt, you guys. I, not to be rude, I just, you know, Laverne, she acts and she does her thing, but she also wants to shake it up. She wants to be in the headlines, let her do her thing. You know what I mean? All of these, and also too with trans people, trans people don't always have to be so politically correct all the time. Trans people, cause trans people are problematic. Trans people, you get me? Like none of us are perfect. All of us have a little bit of something in us, right? So I just think we get so caught up in the in, in in the public figures that we have and we expect them to always be perfect. You know, what she did, I don't feel like it was a crime. I don't feel like, was it tacky? Yes, it was tacky. But was it strategic? Yes, it was strategic. And she was just having a good time. Yes, it was strategic and she was just having a good time. But, you know. It, it was a bit tacky. I was a little like, oh, my God. But I also, I just felt like she was doing her job, you know, as a host. Um, there's one way to host. There's one way to be respectful, right? There's one way to do your job. Was she tacky? Yes. Do you do that on red carpet? No. Um, did she want a moment? Yes. Do I think that Laverne Cox would be canceled? No, because she didn't really, I don't really think it was that, like, it was disrespectful, but... They, they also air out their fucking marriage. They literally air out all of their dirty laundry. They do, you know, they do what they want to do. And they do their thing. Sorry, someone upstairs is playing music. They probably don't want to hear me talk. But um, with all that being said, um, you know, Laverne does what the fuck that she wants to do. You know what I mean? And um, damn, they really started playing their fucking music. They probably don't want to hear me. <laughs> Sorry, you guys, it's my neighbor. <laughs> Look, they play their music every fucking weekend. I'm going to give you guys a fucking show. I don't give a fuck. All right? They're rude as fuck. But um, with that all being said, Laverne, you know, I don't think that she will ever... Um, I, I think she'll be invited to the red carpet again. I think that the blogs will definitely eat this up. And she'll be invited again. I don't think she'll be canceled. I don't think this will really damage any opportunities. Frankly, I don't think Jada and Will Smith fucking care. I think, I think they want to be shaken up a little bit. They want that. You get me? We got awards. We got publicity to get. Shit. You get what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, that's my take on the Laverne thing. So everyone get the fuck over it. I feel like a lot of people are just mad because she's fucking trans. If it was a white girl who did it, it would have been tacky too. It would have caused some... Yeah, if it was somebody else who did it, it would have been... It still would have caused a little shakeup too. You know? Yeah. So if anyone would have said it, it still would have shaken it up because people... That entanglement thing was one of the things, honey. That was... That was one of the celebrity things up in 2021, 2020. You feel me? I think it happened in 2020. And it carried on into 2021. It happened somewhere around there. But um, yeah, Laverne, keep doing you, girl. Um, it was tacky, so be careful. You get me? But honestly, in the age that we live in, I don't think Laverne is even worried. I don't think Laverne gives a fuck. And I don't think the world, I don't think the Smiths really give a fuck. And if they want an apology, they'll reach out to her and say apologize to me. Shit. Speaking of the Smiths, Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan will be producing um, a, a, a I Am Legend, like a, I guess like a part two or a reboot of some sorts. Um, according to uh, B. Scott, you guys know I love B. Scott, love B. Scott Um Yeah, so Will Smith and Michael, Michael B. Jordan recently announced that they will be um, starring together, so starring together and also uh, producing I Am Legend. So um, this is a big deal. You know, personally, I've always, let me not say personal, but I, I've always felt that Michael B. Jordan is next in line as far as 
you know, black male actors. Um, you know, we have the Denzels, we have the Will Smiths, we have the Lorenz Tates, you know, we've had the Omar Epps, we've had, you know, Wesley Snipes, you know, there are, you know, Eddie Murphy, things like that, who's more of a comedian and an actor. But as far as being like a crossover black actor, like a Denzel or a Will Smith, I always thought that Michael B. Jordan had that potential. I just I just always thought that he had that potential to to not just only necessarily do black films, um, although he has done a few black films and stuff like that. Um yeah, I, I've always thought that Michael B. Jordan would always be sort of like the, the the black male star that could branch out into both, you know, do the black films and also do the, the white films and do the mix, do all of that. You get me? Um, he is one of the top actors. He, he gets paid a lot of money to act. You know, he definitely is one of the highest paid black male actors and things like that. So he's killing it out here. Um, I, think it's a, I, I think it's dope to see a young you know, black man work with a vet in the game like a Will Smith. You get me? I know a lot of people feel, you know, a lot of black people more so, I would say, you know, feel some type of way about the Smiths. They might think the Smiths are a little bit weird. They put all their business out there, tacky, you know. But at the end of the day, Jada Pinkett and Will Smith are fucking royalty. You know what I'm saying? As far as um, what they've done in the, in the entertainment world, they definitely have left their mark. You know what I mean? On, on entertainment. And, um, Will Smith to embrace Michael. That's fucking dope as fuck. So kudos to Michael B. Jordan and Will Smith. Um, I think that's a great look. I Am Legend was a bomb-ass movie. Oh, especially that scene where Will Smith was in his uh, his briefs, the black briefs in the shower. Oh, that was a great scene. I'm going to drink a, drink my ginger ale to that. <laughs> mm. That was a good scene, y'all. That scene was... Oh, he looks so good. Will Smith is fine. Oh. Look... I'm just saying, I know a lot of people like Michael B. Jordan. They think he's attractive. I think Michael B. Jordan is I. You know what I mean? I don't know. He's he's an attractive man, but I feel like I feel like I see a lot of men who like have that Michael B. Jordan look, no shade. I just he's attractive though. I'm just saying, like, I know a lot of girls, he's like a heartthrob. Um, he's yeah, Michael B. Jordan is a cutie. But I just feel like I see Michael B. Jordan. I, I see a lot of guys who look like him. So I'm like, you're cute, but you're like kind of whatever. Like, um, but to each his own, that's, you know, whatever, you know, he, I didn't say he was ugly, but um, yeah, Will Smith is fine, okay? I don't know what it is, but I've always had this thing for Will Smith, girl. I just, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Oh, and LL Kush, okay, let me stop, okay. So with that all being said, um, next topic, <laughs> Russell Wilson proposes to Sierra on The Ellen Show. So Sierra hosted The Ellen Show earlier today. She looked gorgeous. She had this green um, gown on this, that was like a dress, like a gown, like not, not a dress, like a, yeah, it was a dress, uh, like this nice, uh, emerald green dress. It was so elegant. And she, her hair, she just looked so amazing. Like Sierra is just so classy and just so like radiant and just, oh, she's just the way she carries herself. I know people be shaking Sierra saying that she whitewashed and stuff like that, but look, it's not being whitewashed, it's having class. Sierra has a lot of class, she's just so beautiful. Just so beautiful and just so, oh, everything. Um, she was hosting Ellen. She invited Lala. She invited Russell Wilson. So when Russell came onto the show, she interviewed her husband, Russell, and it was super cute. They talked about their family, their kids. And then at the end of their conversation, um, he proposed to her. He got down on one knee and, like, gave her some flowers. And she was like, what are you doing? Like, what is going on? And it was so cute. He asked her, he asked her if um, they could have another baby together. And, you know, currently they have, you know, three children combined in total, in total, 
And, uh, you know, two of the, you know, birth children, of course, are uh, Sierra and Russell's, that's Sienna and Wynn. And then, of course, uh, their third child together is uh, Future. You know what I mean? So, um, of course, you know, from the rapper Future and Sierra's previous uh, relationship. Um, But it was such a beautiful moment. They have a beautiful family together. I just love how it's a blended family and it's it's super cute, you know? And um, it's, it's, I don't want to say blended because... I mean, I say blended because the future is not a good father to his son, you know, but that's another story for another day. Um, yeah. Kudos to you, Sierra. Sorry, I froze for a moment, you guys, because I was like, damn, did I just say that? <laughs> but um, yeah, it was so beautiful to see um, Russell propose to her and just be so madly in love, you know, with his wife. You know, it's something that you don't see all the time. You don't really see a lot of like happy couples. You know, um, happy couples in general, you don't really see that, let alone black ones. You get what I'm saying? So I just I just think it's beautiful, um, you know, to have them as representation of, of beautiful black love, you know, and um, they look great together. They have careers. They compliment each other. They support each other. And um, kudos to you, Sierra, girl. Sierra is fucking out here winning. You know, I thought about that today, too, when I saw Sierra hosting Ellen. I was like, that's a good look for you. I see you, sis, because Sierra, she's moving around. I think a lot of people call Sierra out because Sierra doesn't really, um, she's, she, she still makes music, too. She still makes music. I think a lot of people forget, I don't want to say forget that she makes music, but I think a lot of people, um, they, they always compare other Black female artists to the top two, you know, of the last, like, what, 15, 20 years, which is, not 15, 10 to, yeah, 10 to 15 years, uh, Beyonce and um, and uh, Rihanna and Beyonce, 20 years, if you really want to talk about it, 25 years. But, um, yeah, you know, um, Sierra, I really like how she, what I respect about Sierra, Sierra has managed to stay in the light. She has kept her image up. She is always doing new projects. Sierra works. You know, Sierra works. She does television. She does shows. She performs for, you know, she she brands herself because she has children. So she does stuff for Nickelodeon. She does, she does you know, she she does the, the, the Teen Choice Awards and the Kid Choice Awards with him every year with Russell. You know, and the way that Sierra has not only maintained her brand um, as being a sports wife, I just I just love it. It's like, girl, we we elevated from like this pop star, you know, this R&B pop star. And we had our we had our struggles in the industry and stuff like that, but we continued to go and we sort of socializing with Kim Kardashian and you know kept that got got a, a modeling contract with Wilhelmina, you know. So Sierra, she she's been hustling, and I think a lot of people count Sierra out, but Sierra hustles. Sierra still has a very strong brand, and I you know enough about Sierra. But Sierra, good job, you and Russell. Congrats. Next topic, Lotto. So the female rapper. <clears throat> the female rapper Lotto, she dropped a verse. Um, it was like a, a remix or her spin on Amaretta the Great's song called Not Atlanta. So I'm Amaretta, sorry, Amaretta the Great. She's a, um, a, a, an Atlanta female rapper, uh, kind of upcoming. You know, she she's upcoming in the game. Um, her music is hot. She was on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta recently. Um, so she dropped this record called Not Atlanta, and it's gone viral. Everyone is controversial because she's saying, like, in the record, she's just saying, like, all of y'all keep claiming that y'all from Atlanta. This, like, these certain neighborhoods ain't Atlanta. You know what I mean? Like, this is not technically Atlanta. Like, stop saying that you're Atlanta. You're not really from Atlanta. She's from Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? So, um, 
it ruffled some feathers because a lot of people do claim that they're from Atlanta. You know what I mean? Because they're from Decatur, that they're or, or they're from uh, Moore Park, or you get me. They're from certain you know pockets and neighborhoods and other little subsets within Atlanta or near Atlanta or other cities. You know, next to Atlanta, right? So um, she dropped the record. Anyways, Lotto did a remix and she name dropped celebrities. She name dropped you know celebrities like Migos, Sierra Ludacris, to name a few. And it went viral, you know, once that certain blog, we're going to say at the Shade Room, okay? No shade to the Shade Room. But, you know, once the Shade Room caught wind of it, they posted it as if Lotto was dissing Sierra. Now, when I saw this, and I actually didn't see it on the Shade Room. I saw it on, uh, I did see it on the Shade Room. Um, or Neighborhood Talk, one of those one of those damn crazy-ass vlogs, girl. But um, <laughs> anyways, the way that Lotto was rapping, initially when you hear it, you would think, damn, is she dissing all these people saying that they're not from Atlanta, especially Sierra? Because Sierra reposted her walking. Because Sierra, she recently went to the Billboard Woman in Music event um, two days ago um here in uh i believe it was here in all los angeles at lacma they had an event you know billboard woman woman in music and um anyway sierra posted a video walking you know looking beautiful radiant she was walking to the part where lotto said you know sierra is not atlanta but you know people were like oh my god why is she doesn't sierra because sierra posted a caption that says she's so atlanta hashtag that's not atlanta or it's not atlanta it was super cute so people didn't know if Lotto was dissing Sierra and Sierra heard it and was responding saying, that's a nod, I see you, sis. You know what I mean? Like, that's a nod, I'm gonna walk to your song talking that shit, trying to diss me, saying I'm not from Atlanta, but I heard that song. You feel me? And I'm gonna walk to your song because you still mentioning me. You feel me? People took it as that. But then Lotto responded and she was like, you know, I wasn't dissing, I wasn't dissing, um, you know, this wasn't a diss, it was just me shouting out people from Atlanta. Now, the way that the song was recorded, when you hear the record, you would think she is talking slick, she's talking shit. But there's an ad lib in the background that someone in the comments actually pointed out because I was going through the comments. You know, I like to study what people say, you know what I mean? So I'm over here sifting through the comments. And um, not all the time, though, because some of them comments be a hot ass mess. But um, someone was like, you know, there's an ad lib in the back where Lotto says, huh, like as she's rapping. And she says each person name. She's like, huh? Like a question mark. Like she's answering a question, like rapping to herself and answering a question. You have to listen to the song to get it. But basically, she kind of playfully made you think that she was dissing all of these people from Atlanta when she really wasn't. She did it. You know, it, it's dope. You know, it, it creates controversy. You know, Lotto, let me, talk, let me not say controversy. It creates buzz. Lotto was clever in doing that. Lotto was super cl clever in dropping it that way because it, it put every it shook the table a little bit. You get me? Shake it up. Um, I think I don't want to say it was a diss. I think I think people are kind of overreacting. I think it's cute shade though. I think that Sierra caught it, and you know it's like baby, you can't you can't shade CC. If if Lotto was really trying to shade Sierra, it's like Sierra has paid paid her fucking dues. So if if you trying to be if you a newbie in the game. You know, trying to shade her. It's like, girl, sit down. But I don't, I don't really think that was necessarily her intention. I think it was just to create buzz and shake the shit up. Good job, Lotto. You know, 
Girl. Next topic, Megan Thee Stallion posts a video of Partisan Fontaine. So um, there were rumors that broke out, you know, at the beginning of the year that Megan and Party broke up because um, last year she, out of nowhere, suddenly, uh, at the end of the year, she suddenly deleted all of their pictures together and him off of her Instagram page, which did cause a few eyebrows to spread. But then um, a lot of people don't remember that Partisan, he... When, when the rumors started, Partisan shut him down and he was like, you know, me and her, we're good, like, relax, you know, because they let us, they let us talk, you know, they, they let the blogs talk for about a good two months or so. Then Partisan came out on nowhere and he was just like, you know, the rumors are not true. We're happy. We're very happy, yada, yada, yada. And then, um, you know, Megan was kind of quiet about their relationship. And then, um, and then Megan posted a video um, today, or I believe it was yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Um, where she posted a video on her page to Partisan Fontaine's hoop earring song. And it was a montage of her to his song. And, you know, it was super beautiful, super sweet. And then he commented. So there you have it. They're still together. They're still in love. And honestly, I think that Megan needs a love like this. You know, I think that she needs a lover like him. I think he's healthy for her. Um, she needs a, a man who understands her and has her back. Because Megan is really going up against a lot. And um, with that situation with, with Tory Lanez and the friend and all that bullshit, it's a mess with them. So um, people are accusing Megan of lying. People are saying that she's framing Tory Lanez. And Tory Lanez is constantly trying to, he's trying to like get in the way of a story in the media that Megan drops. You get me to sway, to sway, you know, the, the public's perception of Megan, because, you know, what, what is that saying? It says that we're all guilty in the, in the public court of, you know, I'm sorry, in the court of public opinion, like we're all guilty or, you know, we're all, we're, we're all guilty to prove the innocent. It's some saying child, but basically it's one thing to have some shit happen in the courts, but then it's another thing about how your image and how your representation is, you know, in, in the public. Right. So, um, I think Tori knows that, and I think that that's why he's always trying to get in the way of what he did. Bottom line, he did that to that girl. I, I don't know. I, I believe it. I mean, the court documents haven't come out yet. They're all still in court. They still have a lot more to do. But that night is just is just too peculiar. Like, I just, I don't think that, anyways, we already talked about that. I'm moving on. I'm glad they're still together. Next topic. Um, <clears throat> Quincy. So Quincy Jones. Uh, this is the son of P. Diddy, also the actual birth son of Albie Shore. Um, but now, you know, Diddy claims him as his son and so forth, you know, due to the woman that he was with when he started dating, you know, uh, that particular woman. I believe it was Kim Porter. She was with Albie Shore back in the day. Anyways, Quincy Jones is not his biological, biological child, okay? Um, with that all being said... <laughs> Quincy Jones was on a JetBlue flight and basically got dragged off the flight, posted something, you know, talking about JetBlue and how the pilot, you know, manhandled him and dragged him off of the flight and, uh, you know, dragged him onto the goddamn, what is it, the walkway or something like that. So something went down on that JetBlue blue flight, apparently, um, where, you know, Quincy felt highly disrespected and so forth and was trying to get everyone, I guess, to, you know, support and, you know, create awareness about how he was mistreated on that flight. Uh, it's interesting because for me, he was on a JetBlue flight and I'm just, no shade. A lot of people think these celebrities just take private jets every single day. Let me tell y'all something. I know the girls are going to be like, you know what, you're, you're the son of P. Diddy. Why are you on a, 
on a damn, uh, you know, a, 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 a coach flight, you know, or first class or whatever flight he was on. But why are you on a JetBlue? You know, you ain't got no jet. You ain't pulling up like that. Diddy is your father, child. But, you know, people want to save their coins. You get me? So you can't, some people can afford to fly, to fly first class every single day. Some people can afford it. But then some people are a little bit more economical. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, why waste the money if you have it? You get me? Sometimes you might want to fly first class or, you know, fly on an economical flight to save coins. It doesn't make sense to spend that all the time. You know what I mean? Anyways. I just think people are shocked because it's like, you're P. Diddy's son. Like, you could you could afford first class. He's a millionaire. You can afford that every fucking time you fly. Anywho, that's besides the point. I don't really know what went down with this. Um, you know, the pilot put his hands on him. I feel like these days when you fly, everyone is a bit on edge. Um, what, what happened, you know, according to the story, according to, um, you know, those at Fox Soul and so forth, um, Quincy had a bag that didn't fit under the seat. He he believed that the bag could fit under the seat, right? And they told him that, you know, that has to go under the plane. Um, his assistant actually had the bag, and he was also stating how his medication was in the bag. He had anxiety medication in the bag. So he was like, you know, I, I want to leave it on the flight with me. They had a whole tussle. Um, the pilot took his ass off the plane, okay? So... How did the pilot get all the way back to you? That's what I'm wondering. Not to accuse him of doing anything wrong, per se, but it's like if the assistant had the back, shouldn't the assistant be dragged off? Which means that he might have gotten involved. Um, I think JetBlue was... Rather it was rowdy or not, it's just... It's interesting because I, I do think they probably were routing on him because he is a black man. I'm just being honest. On flights, you know, they are very racist on flights. You know, so while he is a celebrity, they're very fucking racist. You know, flight attendants and stuff, when it's a black person who is irate, I don't want to say irate, but if you're a black person and if you if you have any type of qualm, right, rather a small or big, the flight attendants and, and things like that, they will often get really, really, like, on edge with you and probably turn up on you before you turn up on them as a Black person. So, you know, there's a lot of different things here that's moving. It's like, you're a celebrity's kid. You're a celebrity. So, you know, on one level, it's like you're privileged. Maybe this is you just feeling yourself. Maybe you thinking that you don't have to put your shit under the plane when you should just put your shit under the fucking plane. If they're saying that it doesn't fit, just put it under the goddamn plane. So, you know, it's, it's one thing like that where it's like, okay, are you just like this this pompous person, but Quincy doesn't strike me as someone who's like bougie or like um like like that, like snooty. He doesn't come across as a snooty person online, at least. Cause some of these celebrities are very snooty and rude, you get me? But he doesn't he doesn't seem that way. Um, like most celebrity kids do. But um we don't know what the fuck happened. Anyways, JetBlue should release a statement or something. Somebody should release something telling us what really went down. And, you know. In this day and age, JetBlue is like, y'all got to be careful because people will rally against y'all company and get y'all canceled out here. So we, I just want to know the fuck going on. I don't really have much to say about this. I just thought it was interesting that he got dragged off the fucking flight because people be fighting on the flight. And, you know, these airlines, they don't fucking play these days. They will literally grab you and drag your ass off if you're showing your ass. And now they're starting to do it to white people. <laughs> when the white people show out and act out online, they be pulling their ass off the plane too. You get me? It doesn't happen all the time like it should. 
But, you know, now people, I just think flight attendants in general, if it's any type of commotion, I just think where we are in our country with traveling and stuff with COVID, I just think everyone is on edge. So there's this energy of like, stay in line, stay in order, don't act up. You get me? Like, that's how it feels now when we're out and when we're in public and shit like that, especially on flights. Next topic, Kanye West and Kim K. So as you all know, this is a story that I honestly have been avoiding because I'm fucking tired of Kanye West. I don't really... I, I miss the old Kanye. I do. I like his old music. He's a great artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all that stuff. But I just, it's just, he just annoys. Oh, my God. And we can separate the artists from the stuff. I guess we can. You know, some some are entitled to do that. I just don't really support him currently unless this is older stuff and it just so happens to come on. Or if he's featured on, like, an artist that I like, I'll go ahead and play the record. But, um, anywho, that's besides the point. Fuck my opinion about Kanye West, but I just, he gets on my nerves. But Kim Kardashian finalized her divorce this week. Um, and also a, a judge went on ahead and finalized it. But before it occurred, Kanye did just go ahead and give up in, in the divorce battle. He basically just gave up um, because Kim wasn't letting up. Kim Kardashian was not letting up. He went on the smear campaign trying to destroy her image for a while now. It's been a few months of him just trying to really, really destroy her image and, uh, you know, airing out stuff about her, the family just saying all this crazy ass shit. And, you know, now he wants to lean into his blackness saying, you know, I'm a poor black man, help me. She's holding me for my kids. But it's like, where was that shit at when you first got with her and you were parading her around? You get me, for me, I know a lot of people are some Kanye stands. I just, I, I just, I can't, I can't do the Kanye thing. It's just not a thing for me. Um, I still respect him as an artist, but it's just, a, I just, I can't with the bullshit. I respect him as, as an older artist and what he's done. But, you know, he just hasn't taken the time to really heal. You get me? And a lot of people say, oh, my God, his mom died and stuff like that. But when is it, when is it going to be enough of us to stop making excuses for people? You know what I mean? Mental health is a real thing. You know, and, and I'm someone where, you know, hell, I've even had my issues with mental health. All of us have had our issues with mental health, right? But just because he's celeb just because he is a celebrity that is a fave, right? This is where we we just have to question how much of a fave someone is of ours, right? If if what they have done grounds grounds you to not support them anymore, because nobody's ever ever gonna truly be canceled per se, right? But uh that's up to you to determine if you support the person. Anywho, Kim got the divorce. Congratulations to you, girl. You know, one of his last tactics is that he made a cartoon out of Pete Davidson, I believe, referring him re referring to him as Skeet, Skeet Davidson, which is highly disrespectful. You know, but, um, you know, Kanye has repeatedly just berated and taunted Kim Kardashian. And, and honestly, I just feel like she has tried her best to handle things with class. And she has just tried her best to just be transparent you know, and just try to keep things calm. She really has. And um, Kanye, he just he's just not trying to do what he needs to do to take care of himself. You know, we're all adults. And at the end of the day, celebrity or not, you are accountable for your own healing. And that's something that I said on an episode of a podcast I did with Ohama, by the way. You are accountable for your own healing. And I learned that um, from a teacher, of my, a former professor of mine, y'all, okay? Shout out to you, uh, Professor Claudia. I miss her so much. Oh, I miss her so much. Professor Claudia from UCLA, shout out to you, sis. Um, 
But yeah, um, yeah, you are accountable for your own healing. You know, no other person in this world is going to do the work like you need to do the work on yourself. No other human being could do that. And once Kanye realizes realizes that, I think he'll be able to heal. Fuck the money, fuck the fame, fuck the fashion deals, fuck the designers, fuck all of that. You need to get yourself together. And, you know, that's just, you can have all the riches in the world and still be in turmoil, right? And I just think that people need to see that. So for those of you who are stands, see that piece of it, right? See see that goddamn piece and stop just allowing him to be disrespectful. Shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's just exhausting when he gets on here and he does all this stupid stuff all the time. You know, and it's and, and it's like now you want to lean into the black into the black side. Um now you want to lean into that. But, you know, with all that being said, it makes me think of something that Sean King posted in regards to Kanye. Now, I know Sean King has made his, you know, he has made a few mistakes and so forth um, as far as being in Black Lives Matter movement and stuff. You know, I don't, yeah. Anyways, I really like what Sean King has to say, okay? He said this in regards to the whole Kim and Kanye thing about two weeks ago. He, he said something around the lines of, He's a brilliant artist. Um, he, sometimes, he sometimes says smart shit and makes good music, uh, but he has crossed a dangerous line that I personally find very problematic and is common with abusive men. Let me explain it because this whole situation is a landmine. Number one, Kanye and Kim are separated and Kim has filed for divorce. Two, Kanye has openly and publicly dated multiple women, including over the past month. While three, he has repeatedly threatened violence against a man Kim has seen Four, and threaten the careers and names and (laughs) reputations of good men and women connected to that man. Five, all in the name of his family, but none of this helps Kanye's family. And so, number six, Kim literally texts him to tell him he has started to create a physically dangerous situation for them. And when she says them, she means all of them. Him, uh, Pete, the kids. I don't think she's just saying for her and Pete. I think she just means everyone. It's like you're out here doing all this stuff and you're you're really, um, you're creating, you're allowing them too much into, into our lives and you're getting these fans riled up in this age where these fucking fans and shit, they feel so connected to you online. They're fucking crazy. And I agree with Kim on that. Sorry, you guys, that's a drink of my little drink here. Oh, I agree with Kim in that regards. Um, seven, and he posts a text with another meme of physical violence. So he's been posting memes of physical violence, and he's been airing out the text messages between him and Kim. Um, so this is what Sean King has to say. This is the rest of the essay. This is all quoted. So tell me, he's the only other famous person I know that does this. Um, Donald Trump. So he was just saying, like, tell me the only other famous person who does all this crazy shit and causes controversy, it, it would be someone like a Donald Trump. And basically, he just listed why this behavior is bad. Um, and I'll elaborate on the reason why I brought this up because I agree with it. He said, he also said, you know, um, I compare this to Donald Trump who memed about violence and over and over and alluded to it over and over until people got violent. It's not funny. At the root of it, 
is Kanye and, and Trump's extreme narcissism and his admitted problems with mental health. And so what Kanye does is post some truly toxic and dangerous stuff about his family, then post something smart and pro-Black in between dates with a new white woman. That's what caught me. It was, it was number eight. He said... 